This episode of Fever Talk was brought to you by... Tornforkles. Tornforkles. When you've had too much forkles and you've torn them all, uh, always make sure to go to tornforkles.com. And if you, for a brief period of time, if you enter the uh, promo code... Forkful Feverful. Forkful Feverful. Uh, remember, that's with five Fs. Uh, Forkful Feverful, you will get a 10% discount on your next... What was it again? Forkful. Forkful, exactly. But Tor Forkful. No, no. It was, it was Torn Forkles. Can you tell me where the five Fs are? Uh, yeah, well, one at the start, two in the middle, and three at the end. That's six, isn't it? Oops. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, to those who celebrate it. And to with- those who don't. Well, I mean, to those who don't celebrate it... Is that offensive? It's not that it's offensive. I just mean, like... It's like, you know, I wouldn't say, like, Happy Christmas to a Muslim guy. Because, mm. like, what's the point of it? <laughs> it means nothing to them. True. Happy Black Friday. It's Eve. Yeah. Although that's time celebrated people, all around the world, Although by the time people listen to this, it'll be Black Friday. Okay, true. Happy yeah. Black Friday. I was actually reading anything online today about how... Uh, Irish people at like we're are in general like some are some aren't obviously but like like this this there was this Irish shop giving out about Black Friday because it is an American tradition and the Americanization of the world is like a thing yeah and how we're Irish and we shouldn't give two fucks uh, and that like Irish people coming into stores going like you know oh what well, like what deals do you have this Friday is like none it it's not a thing. Yeah, well, I think Black Friday is, like, really gross. Like, I think it's, you know, it's, like, a capitalist holiday. Like, it's consumerism run amok. Like, people have died in Black Friday stampedes. People, like, line up two hours before a store opens. People fight over, like, microwaves. How did it start? Like, how did Black Friday become a thing? I, I don't know, and I don't know when it started either, but... Yeah, I just... I don't know. Stores just started to... But the idea of Black Friday means, um... It comes from the idea of that's like for the season of the store, the calendar year, like starting in January, usually Black Friday is when a store is in the black. So they're no longer in the red. So everything that they make from Black Friday on is like profit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's where the black comes from because that's, that's where the stores get in the black. Okay. Um, and everybody in the States generally has off. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people have... Everybody has off on Thanksgiving Day, and a lot of people have off on that Friday as well. Right. So it probably just made sense at some point to have major sales. And, you know, we have major sales for Memorial Day and Labor Day. Like, that's right. America. Like, this is America. Like, this is, you know... <laughs> it's, um, you know, the real God is consumerism. The all aller. Sorry. What? I know. I sometimes, like, I, I need to, like, I can't... This is the weird thing about sometimes about being the type of person that I am who communicates almost entirely in pop culture quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spent years and years and years living in this weird, dysfunctional way. And then uh, meeting the love of your life and finding out that they don't give two shits about most of these pop culture things... It makes it weird to not be able to share those jokes with you. Uh, so that's a, that's a Simpsons joke. Okay. So Mad Magazine, which I have no relation to because it seems to be an American-only thing, 
Um, apparently they did this thing where they would like have a pull-out page and if you folded the pull-out over in a certain way, you'd reveal some sort of like joke or answer to a riddle. And so there was an episode of The Simpsons where they, they had this, some like Bart was reading Mad Magazine because he thought it was really cool. And the thing was like, what is the, the highest uh, power that everyone in Hollywood praises more than anything else? And then uh, they folded it over, and it was supposed to be the almighty dollar. Right, but it was the almighty dollar. Because okay. he folded it over wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. And then, like, he was kind of playing off as if, as if he got it, you know, because, like, right. kids. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, and exp- everyone knows explaining jokes makes them incredibly funnier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I've kind of had, I've done that thing with you where I've like, I've made you slowly, very slowly, but I've made you watch Father Ted. Yeah. Because I felt like I could not live with you mm-hmm. if you didn't slowly get to understand these quotes that are a part of my general vocabulary. Uh, do you think if Father Ted came out now, do you think it would, it would go down so well? Well, I mean, it's hard to tell. First of all, one of the co-writers, uh... Seemingly one of the the, the 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 junior part of that writing couple, but like, you know, that could be debated, but I've heard that recently anyway. Um, but Graham Linehan, um, he's written some very successful shows or has at least been behind some very successful TV shows. Uh, not in a while. Like, he's struggled in the last, like, 10 years, let's say, to kind of get a really a show to be a hit. Uh, so that's probably a sign that maybe it wouldn't if you tried it right now. Mm. Um, but I would also say as well, uh, it's just funny that you bring that up because like he's currently he's was charged recently by the police for making trans uh, what's it tr- uh, turf comments. I was trying to say what's like a like a transist like instead of a racist for towards trans people, but uh, he was turf turf is a, a term. Um, it's trans exclusionary radical feminist. So basically, it's someone who's a feminist or like you know talks about feminism in in very strong terms, but always rejects the idea that trans women can be involved in that. So that's a term that we came up with. Uh, I think I'm explaining that well or correctly, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's um it's like that thing of who are those brothers who are like filmmakers and. The Rakowski sisters now, I guess, because they're right. both Right, sorry, the Rakowski sis- sisters now. But yeah, it's like, it's it's not, I mean, listen, everyone can do whatever they want, but it's like not quite fair to like lump them in with females if you spend so much of your life like as a male. It's just not the, it's just not the same thing. Well, <sighs> you're, tra- you're a trans woman and that's different from being a cis woman. What's wrong with that? Like, why is that, why is that controversial for me to acknowledge the fact that it's a different experience, not one, you know, not one is worse or better, but it's a different experience to be a cis woman than it is to be a trans woman. Right, but you're also denying their their ability to be a woman. No, I'm not. Well, you kind of, but that's the thing, that's how it comes across, or at least that's how it's being read. Do you know what I mean? In that, uh, now listen, again, I'm talking at a turn. I'm a straight white dude. Yeah, uh, so I mean, what what uh, what comments did he make? Um, oh, he's been making several, like, every day. Like what? Like, he's just going on a rant about, like, he'll 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 misgender gender trans people on purpose. And okay, he'll say, well, that's like, just rude. 
uh, and he'll say that like you know um, that they they some trans uh, icons let's say or like you know activists you know don't belong in certain arguments and stuff like that and you know how they're ruining uh, feminism for women because they're muddying the waters and they're making it more difficult for you know actual women all this sort of stuff I tuned out of what he was saying for a Mm. while now because I stopped following him on Twitter and stuff like that because he was becoming obsessed with this topic Mm uh but yeah and so it's like I mean yeah so in general I don't think he's the type of guy who's gonna have a hit show right now yeah <laughs> uh, but uh, I think like the topic the, the, the topic of the show is evergreen mm-hmm. because um, you know the Ireland's twisted relationship to the Catholic Church yeah that's why I don't think it would work anymore. I mean, like, because I think a lot of why it worked so well was because it sort of hadn't been done before and people were sort of surprised by it and it's like kind of like, oh, they went there thing. But it Whereas, hasn't really been done since either, though. That's the thing. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. That's true. Using, yeah, that's true. For anybody who hasn't got a clue what we're talking about, like, Father Ted was an Irish show that was made in the 90s. It had three or four seasons and, um... Uh, it basically dealt with three priests who lived on an island off the coast of Ireland and uh, it was very ridiculous and and goofy in a lot of ways but it was also a very good snapshot of Ireland and its weird uh, eccentricities along with its fucked up culture and relationship with the Catholic Church and uh, you, you kind of have a face do I? yeah I don't have a face I mean we all have a face like (laughs) unless you I mean yeah no what (laughs) shall we move on (laughs) sure okay (laughs) sorry Uh, so okay so it's Thanksgiving Um, what is your uh, history with Thanksgiving well first of all I wanted to shout out to Barbie and Cornell if they're listening because they got me this great vegan Baileys that I'm drinking right now yeah this is very true it's an almond Baileys yeah, almond. The L is silent. Almond. <laughs> almond. Um, yeah, so Thanksgiving is like totally my favorite holiday because it's sort of all. <laughs> I spilled whiskey on myself. Uh, it's sort of like when you start looking forward to the Christmas season, or for me, like that's when the Christmas season officially begins, like right. after Thanksgiving. Like before Thanksgiving, you should be looking forward to Thanksgiving. And then after Thanksgiving, <laughs> you can look forward to Christmas. And uh, to me, it feels like a, it's like all it has all the good things about Christmas without the pressure. And also when it's over, you don't have like depression because when Christmas is over, you're like, fuck, like now it's just like three months of winter and nothing to look forward There's to. There's not three months of winter after yeah, Christmas. Yeah. There's not. Christmas, yeah. Christmas does not begin the season of winter. It does. December, it's in the middle of winter. No, baby. December 21st, the winter solstice, that's the first day of winter. No, that's the height of winter no baby that's the first day of winter no winter solstice is the height of winter it's the solstice it's like the middle of it no. that's why the summer solstice is the middle of summer no baby that's the first day of summer it's fuck it when is the summer solstice june 21st yeah it's the middle of summer no 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 we've had this debate before okay so officially officially and i know that you're taught something different in irish schools but but what you're taught in irish schools listen to how weird this is people so you're taught that spring starts in february that's absurd you're taught that spring is february how is that absurd it is spring how in ireland you see? it is the fuck 
not. It is. Okay, yeah. What was February last year like? It was a blizzard in Ireland. That was and everything a freak was shut that down. That was a freak storm. That was a freak storm. That happened once in like a hundred years. So they're taught this bullshit that uh, that spring is February. Your America is March, showing, by the way. April. <laughs> Summer is May, June, July. Fall is autumn, August. No, fall is August is summer. August is not autumn. August, September, October. And you're taught that winter is November, December, January. When really, okay, but officially, now I don't agree with how it is officially either. Officially, winter is December, winter is the winter solstice to the spring equinox, which is in March. Spring is the spring equinox until the summer solstice. Summer is the summer solstice well, equinox until the fall is a different, equinox. Equinox is a different thing to a solstice. Well, yeah, because it has to do with the sun and shit, but it's still positioned, like, equally around the year. So your seasons are still even. But in my opinion, here's the cur- here's the right way. Here's the ultimate. Okay. Winter is December, January, February. Spring is March, April, May. Summer is June, July, August. Autumn is September, October, November. That's the right way. Okay. <laughs> I love how passionate you are about the, the seasons. But like you probably you should you should recognize that like seasonally our countries are very different. No. You moan all the time about how Ireland don't have a summer, a real summer. Oh yeah, I mean Ireland doesn't Ireland's just much more temperate. Like Ireland doesn't really have seasons. I mean we, Ireland has seasons, their seasons aren't as extreme. Yeah, but like yeah. but our seasons like, you know, you're claiming they start at certain times, but if you actually look at the weather over here, it doesn't really start at the times that you're saying. Like, August is not, like, you know, still summertime. It's the end of summertime. Yeah, exactly. It's the end of summer. And June is the beginning. No, because, like, halfway through August, you see the fucking weather getting, like, more autumn-y. I don't know. <laughs> Shall we move on? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so you, you like Thanksgiving because it's the lead-up to, like, Christmas. But you then they, what you're saying is you actually don't like Thanksgiving for itself. No, I do like Thanksgiving for itself as well because it's, it has all the good things of Christmas, like really good food, family, good time, without the pressure. Like, you know this. I don't I don't like gift-giving culture that much. Like, mm. I, I just don't. Like, I think there's a lot of pressure to it. Like... Um, I don't need to receive gifts. Of course, it's nice, but like I don't need it. And the pressure of buying other people gifts is really annoying to me in all kinds of circumstances. <laughs> like maybe that just makes me sound like a greedy miser, but I'm not. Like I don't need gifts from other people either. Like I, I don't know. I like spending you, time. With you people. like you like gifts at like on your birthday though. I want you to do something for my birthday. I want my birthday to be made a deal of, but it's not about getting a gift necessarily. Okay. Yeah. No, not at all. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Um, so, yeah. So, like, and I tend to like Thanksgiving food better than Christmas food as well. Like, Thanksgiving always had all my favorite foods. Oh, okay. So, here's the thing. Because most of us don't understand over here what the difference between Thanksgiving food and Christmas food is. Because we assume Thanksgiving food is Christmas food well, from what we see on television. Thing. I couldn't really tell you what Christmas food is. And I think every family does Christmas food a little bit differently. Like, I don't really know what Christmas food is. I think traditionally, because you would obviously have a turkey on Thanksgiving, maybe you would have, like, ham more on Christmas. Okay. But there's a couple of things that are, like, very thanksgiving So, like, turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, pumpkin pie. All of that stuff is, like... 
Thanksgiving. So you wouldn't have pumpkin pie on uh, Christmas? I don't think so. I mean, you could, but like... Are they still good by then? Are pumpkins still like hanging on? I don't know, but usually pumpkin pie is made with pumpkin puree anyway, so theoretically you can make it any time of year. Okay. I mean, you can make it in June if you wanted to. And in the middle of summer. <laughs> in the beginning of summer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, uh, so yeah, you. What is your Christmas meal then? So, like, because you're saying everyone's family is different. What's your family's Christmas meal? We, my mom would always make like a breakfast. Like it would always be like French toast, bacon, that kind of stuff. Okay. And then our tradition for Christmas for a long time, which sorry, I didn't actually really like that much, but the rest of my family really liked it, is we would go see two movies, and then we would like go to dinner somewhere. And why didn't you like this? Because once again, like, I wanted to spend time with my family. Like, I would rather play a game or something than, like, go sit in the cinema and watch two movies. Like, okay, maybe one, but two. Yeah, two is a... a, I've never seen two movies in the same day in the cinema. Yeah, but, like, my brother and my father are real cinephiles. Like, This is true. Your brother especially, so... Yeah, but my dad is, too. He really is. So, yeah, they really loved that. And it was always stuff that I didn't like. Because remember, like, this tradition started where I was, like, nine and my brother was, like, 12. And that was why I don't remember any of the first Lord of the Rings movie. Because (laughs) I think we watched it one Christmas and we saw it in the cinema. And I think I just slept the whole time, you know? I went in, in college to see the third one. Uh, and uh, two of the people I went with fell asleep in the cinema as well. And they and we were all three of us studying television and film yeah. in college. So yeah. sometimes it just happens with a long fucking movie like that, you know. Uh, for those who don't know, Darcy whispered that it was a long boring movie. <laughs> um, I, you know, I have a, that's the thing. I love those movies. I was obsessed with those movies when they first came out, um, which was you know fifteen years ago now. Um, having rewatched them recently, they don't hold up all that well. Yeah. There's there's a lot of parts of these movies that are really sticky and kind of lame, and it's like it's, I mean, nine year old Darcy could have told you that. Yeah, but like twenty year old Aaron would have fucking shouted at her. You know. You would shouted at a little girl. I would have. <laughs> You're wrong. You're just fucking wrong. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a slog to rewatch them, and I wasn't really ex- I was expecting that maybe to a certain degree because they're just long movies in any way, uh, but now because I watched the the Hobbit movie when it f- came out, the first of the two, I didn't even bother going to see the second one because I hated the Hobbit movie so oh, much. Oh really? I thought it was so bad. Boring. Boring and but also just a mess. Okay. Just like like tonally and like you know story wise, just a mess of a thing. And I was like, when everyone talks about the Hobbit being so great as a as a book, I was like, you know what? I'm not bothered seeing the second movie. At some point, I'll just read the Hobbit book. And I think it's after I've 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 a queue of books right now. I'm currently reading Snuff by Terry Pratchett. I'm gonna be finished that soon. Then I'm going to read the most recent and currently last Lord of the Rings. I'm not Lord of the Rings. Game, uh, of Game of Thrones book. And then I'll read The Hobbit. So mm-hmm. I have I have a queue in front of me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it, they were just poor. And then now watching those old Lord of the Rings movies, I'm kind of like, oh shit. This is kind of par for the course, actually. Like, The Hobbit movie wasn't that bad in comparison <laughs> to those movies. But then what do you think you liked about it so much when you first saw it? Was it just that... But, like, that's the thing. Like, maybe that genre 
has been done better now. And maybe the first time it was just really exciting to see that genre done, and maybe now it's it's been done more. Partially, I think partially. I think yeah, because I love that genre. I oh. love fantasy. I love medieval stuff. Like I really dig that shit. And I don't even know if I've necessarily seen it done a lot better. I mean, Game of Thrones is a great TV show, uh, but at the same time, that's got problems too. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the first three maybe four seasons of game of thrones were really fucking good yeah and it's not that good anymore yeah and that was like that kind of coincides a little bit with the show taking more liberties and doing its own thing separate from the books mm. uh because the first couple of seasons were very tight to the how yeah. the books go uh so it just goes to show like the writers aren't as good as george R. R. Martin. no and it seems like whenever they make a choice that goes against the books it's like always a bad one it's the wrong choice yeah, yeah. exactly it's usually the sexist choice of yeah. some kind exactly Exactly. But, um, oh, speaking of, because I don't think we talked about it on the show uh, at all, um, we saw A Star is Born recently. That's the, like the last movie we saw in the cinema, yeah. right? Um, and I kind of tweeted about this today because I've been thinking about it ever since because we both came out of that movie loving it. Yes. Like, really, I'm pleasantly surprised. <coughs> like, I thought yeah. that I would... I thought that I would at least recognize its merit, but I was, wasn't sure that I would personally love it. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, I really enjoyed it. Like, there wasn't a dull moment for me. Like, I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. And I had heard other people say that it goes on for too long. I didn't and I feel was, that way at all. I was perfectly happy with the length of it. I was I pretty happy with everything. I could take more, yeah. Um, but um, you had kind of said afterwards that, like... There was mo- one part, one speaking part for a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, like... Like, since then, that's just, like, really hung with me mm. since you've said that. Because I'm like, Jesus. And I was talking to a friend recently. Um, he had sent me a script for this play that he was doing. And he had, like, a similar thing in his script. He had, like, one female character. She wasn't a main character. There was, like, nine male characters. And she was, like, a comedy side piece where she was, like, the fat slut mm. in the town or whatever. And so... Uh, like, I remember thinking, like, you know, it's so easy not to fall into this hole of, like, problem. Right. Because, like, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was I tweeted today that a simple, really simple thing that would have improved the movie tenfold was instead of, like, Lady Gaga's character, what was her, she had a silly name. She was Ali. Like, Ali. If... If instead of, like, her sole parent being male... <laughs> and him having a bunch of male friends. If, like, her sole parent was her mom. Absolutely! And her having a bunch of funny female friends. Like, I thought her father was a great character. I thought her father was a great actor. Fan-fucking-tastic actor. Like, a small performance, but really good. But, yeah, exactly. Like, have that whole... That same kind of vibe. And also, dude, I hate this. And it's such a trope in movies and TV shows. Like, oh, the mom left... Or the mom is dead. Surprise. Yeah. Like, yo, most people, if they have a single parent, I would say it's probably like about 95% if you have a single parent, it's your mother, not your father. But TV would have it the other way around because men are just, you know, written for more. I know. And it's just like, it just would have made such a huge difference to the movie. And it's just like, it's such a simple change. It wouldn't have to change anything else about the character. She yeah. could have still worked as, like, a limo driver or whatever. She yeah, still could have worked and absolutely. had those friends. Or she could have had a, a, a different job that, that more women have if you want to be whatever. But, like, yeah, you wouldn't have had to change much at all. Well, um, but just, who wants to see... But, you know, who wants to see a woman in her 50s? Like... It's just so dumb. Or her 60s. You know, that's the thing, too. Um, I don't know if you're excited to see what's it called, Vice... 
Evan, my brother, was talking to me about it the other day. The one where it's about um, like Dick Cheney and George W. Bush. Sam Rockwell plays Bush. No, I have no interest in this. No, series. not no at all. I thought maybe because I know you really <coughs> like Sam Rockwell. I do. I like him a lot. But there's just the, there's the story of this movie I have no interest in. But like, if you want to see it, I'll go see it with you. I would maybe see it. But like, I was like looking at the cast and everything. And like, okay, fair enough. It's it's. It's bad for both of them, like both Christian Bale and Amy Adams. So Christian Bale plays Dick Cheney, and Amy Adams plays Dick Cheney's wife, okay? Okay. Um, and they're both 44, and then Allison Pill plays one of their daughters, and, like, Allison Pill is, like... 33. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so when I first saw that, I was like, oh, because I was like, I just heard Amy Adams is playing Allison Pill's mom. And I was like, are you fucking shitting me? Amy Adams is playing Allison Pill's mom. But I mean, it's. Well, like, know, well, I'm assuming Dick Cheney wasn't in his 40s during no, this. No, I mean, he was probably in his early 70s. Oh, fuck. Yeah, but I mean, at least it's both the male and the female. Like, it's not just the female. So right. that, like, calmed my tits a little bit. But yeah. still, like. Actually, like, it's very unusual to have t- uh, a couple on screen that are the same, same age. age. Yeah. So yeah. I had to give him props for that. But it's the same, uh, I don't know if it's the same writer, same director, or both that did that fucking piece of shit. Um, oh, the, I was going to say Get Short. The Big Short. Oh. such a piece of shit. The Big Short wasn't very good at all, was it? No. That was the one about the financial crisis? Yeah, Margot Robbie in a bathtub. That was that was so, like... Bad. It was like The Wolf of Wall Street in that sense as well, because The Wolf of Wall Street just felt like such a midlife crisis movie. Like a dude, like, you know, just writing about masculinity and filling it with as many kind of, like, like goofy bullshit that, like, a, like a guy in his, like, late teens would go crazy right. for. Right, doing coke off a stripper's ass, oh my god. Yeah, let's just, like, get some big titties in here and, like, you know, let's just, like, have a whole sequence where we're all, like, getting high and, like, doing, like, hot chicks. Like, yeah, it's just... It's disgusting. It just seems like... I have no interest in watching a movie about, like masculine assholes being no, assholes and I don't see like an anti-hero in there like no. there was nobody there was no why Why should I give a fuck about the Wolf of Wall Street right like why should I care about anything that happens in that movie exactly um I'm I mean, not at least rooting at least, for anybody no not at all I mean at least you you see his downfall I guess you see his demise and I guess that's maybe the fun but I'm supposed but... to sympathize with that no I don't know if you are like but it definitely glorifies all of all yeah. of that shit. It definitely, definitely does. Yeah, and I just, I don't... At this point in my life, I've taken in enough of that media. Like, I've grown up on, like... I grew up in the eight, late 80s, early 90s, so I've seen enough fucking, like, macho action, action movies yeah. to last me a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I lived through Fight Club the first time round. Now, you know, Fight Club's a thing because it is supposed to be a satire and it is supposed to be lampooning that masculinity and stuff like that. But it doesn't do a good enough job. No, it doesn't do a good enough job. Because, because too many fucking macho assholes, like, think it's the best thing in the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, is there a female version of that? What do you mean? Well, like, is there a female version of, like, making fun of, like, female culture but it not being picked up? I think, yeah, I actually, one, so there, there's one example of this that immediately comes to mind for me. Um, So, Clueless the movie, right? Right. 
classic. I mean, very good movie. I love it. Perfect. You know, <laughs> it, a reimagination of Emma and Clueless on some level is a satire as well. You know, they're they're it's making fun of that lifestyle, that but you still yeah, of, yeah, but you still care about the characters. It's a brilliant performance by Alicia Silverstone and Brittany Murphy. And Brittany Murphy. Oh, my God. I mean, when I first saw... Like, Brittany Murphy was... I don't think I've ever told you this. I know you really liked her, too. But before Brittany Murphy became anorexic, because once an... You know me. Once an actress gets anorexic, I just... I can't anymore. Um, But before Brittany Murphy became anorexic, she was my favorite actress. Like, she was Mm. my number one favorite actress for a while. Um, But then when they made it a TV show, it just got so dumbed down. And instead of, you know, satirizing that sort of Beverly Hills attitude, it was glorifying it. Right, because it it didn't cop why the movie was a success. Exactly. Yeah, it just saw like, oh, well, people love this sort of ditzy blonde thing. Let's just do the ditzy blonde thing. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, and it's like we talked, I've talked, I think we've talked in the podcast before about like 500 Days of Summer being another example of that. Um, yeah. You know, making fun of like males, uh, men's ability to uh, romanticize a woman into being whatever they want them to be, mm-hmm. and showing how that's a big problem. But then people not realizing that that's yeah. what the film is showing. Yeah, and so when a film kind of does that, you're like, you're like, you didn't go far enough. It almost feels like you tried to to play both sides and to get like you know, get both audiences in. Like, I don't know. But it could also be seen as a problem of just basically assuming that your audience is smarter than it is and Mm. thinking that doing something subtly would be enough. Mm. Uh, Because that's a thing, too, is that, like, there are a lot of people who, like, just love going to see a movie where he he punched a guy in the face with his, like, with a big hand. (laughs) Like, Joe, like, you know, stupid (laughs) shit like that. Like, people would really... You know, there's there was this thing I'm always reminded of. Uh, Charlie Brooker, he used to do this uh, TV show. I think it was like Comedy Wipe or something like that. I can't remember TV Wipe or something like that. And um, basically, he would review the TV of the week mm. and kind of he would be very sarcastic. And he is uh, an intelligent man. He writes his own stuff. He's the guy who wrote Black Mirrors, like a lot oh. of that show. So he came up with that show, and. Uh, he would talk about this show called Wipeout which was on British uh, TV on BBC One and I think it was like syndicated and I think it was like in the United States with like a new presenter they just like it was like one of these franchise shows that every country had their own version of it so but it was basically an obstacle course over Mm. water where people would get like you know hit by a big rubber like balloon and they would fall into the water right and like he kind of he created a way of using the show as an example of a type of TV viewer who's just not analyzing what they're watching whatsoever. And they just go, hey, he fell in the water. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of his way of describing them. And so, like, you know, he would go back and reference that again if he was talking about another show and how people don't realize how bad it is because, hey, he fell in the water. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, there are, and there are a lot of people who, I think, you know, watch TV like that. And that's okay. Like, that's how they watch TV. Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, it's funny, like, my, my mom, who also loves reality TV, like, she doesn't get it. Like, if I'm watching... Watching the Real Housewives, I want to hear every word they say. Like every word is important to me. Like whereas, like if someone's talking over it, because they're like, "Ha look, she's being a bitch. She's throwing this at her. This is the drama." But like, it's so interesting to me psychologically the way these 
characters, the way these right. real people interact. Like, I want to hear every word. And I'm like that with anything I watch. Like, I want, and because the verbal part is the most important part to me. Like, I want to hear every word of everything. Yeah, like, if we're if we're watching a show and we, and we want to comment on it, we'll, you'll always say positive. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. Don't want to miss a thing. Don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> Wait, there's something else we were supposed to talk about on this podcast, and I can see we're getting towards the end. Okay. So can well, I bring it up? Yeah, what was that? I forgot. It was about um, a line in Barbie things. Oh, shit. Which, oh, that was right. I don't remember the line, but I remember there was a line. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, tell me. Okay, <laughs> so she talks about, so she talks about Meek Mill, who's her ex, her so, ex-fiance. Tell people who she is in case Oh, sorry. Know. Nicki Minaj. Okay. Barbie Things. Barbie Tings? Barbie Tings. Barbie yeah, Tings. Yeah. Okay. Which is a song of hers. That's recent enough. A recent song of hers. So she says, Meek Mill still be in my DMs. I be trying to duck him. And then, I used to pray for times like these, like making fun of him talking face ass when I fuck him and we're trying to figure out what face ass means yeah uh, and so we've we've been theorizing uh, over the last day or so because I'm like I'm like what position is that like how how you know how is someone's face and someone's ass while you're fucking but what I think it has to be and you said that you found this explanation like less satisfying but more likely like I feel like she just has to be like referring to his face in her ass. As foreplay, but they're not actually fucking. Yeah, because you're assuming because she says when I fuck them that they're in the they're they're uh, dictual pe- penetration is right, happening. Right. Um, and uh, it's possible it's just in the middle of a sexual act or a sec the sexual hour. Okay. <laughs> that they're yeah. in. Okay. Uh, but right. yeah, I, mean, I guess we figured it out then. So but his no, face but I, is uh, in but, her ass. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it's quite possible. I think also as well that like I think it's I think there's commas in here a play that we may not know about. I mean, I think it could be like face. <laughs> Ass when I fuck him. What? Like it's the, it's not like face ass is like he's facing ass. No, but she also like in the video she makes a movement that makes it seem like like she like brings her hands up on either side of her head. As, as if, if she's holding an as ass. As if she's holding an ass, yes. But is she doing that when she's quoting him or when she's saying she's fucking him? So when she when she says so, I used to pray for times like these. You see a little puppet of Meek Mill, yeah, and then she puts you know holds the imaginary ass and says face ass when I fuck him. See that would give me the impression that she's got his face, or sorry, she's got her face in his ass. But like, well, listen, Kanye likes a, a finger up the butt, so she may be calling out Meek Mill as maybe having uh, liking his butthole licked like a rusty trombone. Okay, okay. Okay. So this is another possibility that she's actually saying, like, I'm face-ass when I fuck him. Okay. Because I was saying, too, pegging is a possibility here. But you're but saying that's less likely. I don't think pegging likely. is a possibility because, you know, if she's pegging him, like, then how could her face be in his ass? I mean, she could just be facing his ass. She's, like, I face-ass when I fuck him. <laughs> yeah. No, genuinely. I think that's a, I think that's a possibility. I okay. face-ass when I fuck him. Okay. Cause she's saying I like we we had this also this conversation where I was like, well, she's saying she's fucking him. We were like, well, that's just I how don't it think goes. that means anything. I think you just say like, oh, I fucked him. Like I I don't think it means she penetrated his asshole. I, but I think she's possibly leaving that out there as an idea. 
Mm, you think she's purposely being ambiguous so we can have such conversations. Well, I mean, like, the whole song is her making fun of guys that she could or could not fuck. Right. Because, like, the, the burn of the century is in the song. Oh, yeah. Where she talks about Drake and she says she doesn't know if her pussy's wet or if he's crying and shit. <laughs> um, and that's, that's, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful that's burn. That's great. It's a great burn. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and some other really good ones, too. But, yeah, and so Meek Mill is, I think, the only one she talks about who she actually has fucked. That we know of, anyway. That we know of, yeah. yeah that is a known fucking situation. Yeah. Um, uh, I was Unless th- she didn't, because they weren't married. Do you think that's likely with Nicki Minaj? You were saying as well, though, that you wonder about, like, having sex with Nicki Minaj, like, how difficult that might be considering all of her plastic surgery i would be worried that her butt would be delicate i would be worried that you would have to be really careful but that's what i said at first but then i was like no like they put that shit like under the muscle you know so it'd be pretty stable well plus too like i've seen enough uh pornos in the last like 20 years (laughs) not with not with confirmed like butt implants because i think it's harder to tell when someone has a butt implant but, like, with confirmed boob implants. Yeah. And, like, people are kind of mean enough to those boobs. Yeah. Like, they're not they're not gentle with them. Yeah, uh, so I, right. I assume they're sturdy. They're plastic. Yeah, I guess I guess they are sturdy. Yeah, that was just a thought. But then when I thought harder, you know. You just, you, I, I like the idea of, like, you treating them like there's their water balloons. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Like, like, you, you <laughs> could burst one. If you're too rough, that's you'll totally burst what one. I'm thinking. Like, that you could burst one or, like, knock it out of place. And then it'd be, like, you know, rolling down her thigh or something, you know. Yeah, that would be real gross. <laughs> but, you know, those kind of things, you do have to, like, replace them and update. Like, she's gotten, like, a bigger ass recently. Like, she's gotten new butt her, And her, her face is, like, weird lately. Yeah. I was watching, I, was, I, said, I said to you recently, I was I was watching um, the Nobody's Watching Wrestling, which mm. is a YouTube channel where drag queens uh, watch wrestling and talk about it. And it's great fun. But um, they just very briefly mentioned that one of them had seen A Star Is Born and saying how, like, Lady Gaga was great, but that you, she should never be awarded uh, an award uh, for her role in that movie, considering her face couldn't move. Like, how could you be the best actor when your eyebrows can't change position? Um, and I was kind of like, it's kind of fair. Like, I've seen a lot worse, but, like, her face is pretty, like, like stubborn. And Nicki Minaj's right now is, like, it's stone. Her face is stone. And it's crazy. Like, they're they're in their early 30s. Like, there's no what? need for... Well, I mean, there's no need for it in general. No, I mean, there's no need allowed. for it in general. Like, I can, like un- I can understand someone, like, maybe, like, you know, having, like, a a corrective surgery because they don't... They hate, like, oh, I have my chin, for example, or whatever, or, like, my nose or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's people who, like, are upset by looking in the mirror and seeing a certain part of their face. Uh, I can kind of I can sympathize with somebody getting something done in those situations I don't think you should have to do it I don't mm-hmm. think anyone should ever have to do it but I, I can kind of get it that like okay maybe you'll just feel more comfortable in your skin mm-hmm. but this idea of like having to get a facelift and stuff like that for very normal aging like things yeah and I'm even like thinking like okay like when when stuff really starts to sag I get that that could be a drag. But like, <laughs> but like, 
I'm sure that, la like, I'm, I'm sure, but of course it's my own aesthetic opinion. Like, I'm sure Lady Gaga and Nicki Minaj, like, they're beautiful women. Like, they would look better if they hadn't done it. Like... Uh, you, probably. I mean, like, that was the thing, because we were talking about how in the early parts of A Star is Born, like, Lady Gaga looks probably the best we've seen her, because she's wearing jeans, a t-shirt, and, like, her hair is in her natural color. She has, like, this natural brown hair. She doesn't have crazy makeup. She has, like, natural makeup, and she just looks beautiful. Yeah, like, she, I think, like, in her most normal form, she probably looks her best. Or maybe we think she looks great because of the surgery. I don't know. Maybe if she didn't have that, we wouldn't think she looked so good I don't know but like I don't think I don't think her surgery has made her better looking like I like I've seen her in her craziness pre and post surgery stuff and I don't think she looks any better for yeah her. and actually when I think about it I've seen pictures of her when she was like in high school and stuff and she was more natural and she was absolutely beautiful like. well like in her first video uh, which was like let's dance or whatever that mm, came just out dance, yeah. I don't think she's had any surgery at that point yeah. And she looks like like a normal pop star. Yeah. So it's weird stuff. It's, but it's funny, like, you know, so much of people's self-esteem and their confidence is wrapped up in this sort of thing. And I think uh, it usually is a sign of, like, a deeper issue if you have to go that extra step to take these sort of things. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, in a place like Hollywood, I think it, it can just, for a woman, it can just become a, a requirement. Like... It's just something that's expected of you. But Lady Gaga's at the top of her game. Like, I mean, like, who's, she's not like, oh, I've got, like, you know, Britney breathing down my neck. <laughs> I'm Shakira. I just want to dance. Um, to quote, like, a movie five people have seen. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. It seems silly. But, I mean, who are we to judge? Yeah, right. Right? Right. We're not pop stars. That's true. We'll never. Will, will, will we ever be pop stars? Maybe. I I have a Christmas album. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I wanted to. I want to record an, a song for it too. Okay, we'll have to do that uh, this year. Fairy Tale of New York. I think I we already have that recorded. Really? I think so. We'll have to double check it. Okay. If not, maybe it was just a thing that I've. I, then we can do uh, I I Kate Bush's really creepy Christmas song. She has a really creepy Christmas song. Okay, we'll do that. It's like December. Oh, we're definitely doing that. <laughs> I would I would feel bad because if I did Christmas Fairy Tale in New York, I would feel like I betrayed JJ Hawkins. Oh, why? Because he, that was always his thing with me, is that like Aww. Fairy Tale in New York was his thing. So I, I, I don't want to, I can't cheat on him and, and uh, do that song with you, I think. Fair but uh, All right, so folks, we're gonna wrap up and we, we, we've hit our time um, so uh, until next time oh does it can, I wonder if they can hear the horse traveling oh, by in the background can we have our window open uh, until next time you, you are my best you are my best yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> we're so good at this <laughs>